Welcome to another message from Citizen Heights. We are located in the nation's capital, where our heart is to inspire hope, remove limitations, and help you experience God's possible for your life. Join Pastors Michael and Heather Giroux in their passion to help you live your best life. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging and uplifting message. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, family. Ooh, I'm not unzipped. Sorry. Good morning, online campus, wherever you're joining from. We're so excited that you're with us today, looking around the room. So many wonderful friends and family. We're a family, and that's what I love most about our church. That's what I appreciate most about our church. Something unique about Washington, D.C. and the DMV is that not all of us have family that live right here, so we kind of become the fam right here, like it or not, right? (laughs) Well, happy Thanksgiving. I'm excited this morning to have the opportunity to be bringing a message that I believe is going to be a blessing to your life. So I'm going to dive right in. Are you good? Uh, Let's open our Bibles this morning to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to read starting in verse 16. We had a great week at my house. All my kids were home, and we, I hosted 23 people at my house. 19 of them slept at our house, and we, they were there from Wednesday to Friday night, so, or Tuesday to Friday night, so it was a lot, and I'm recovering. Do you feel like you're recovering? Anyone else host this year? It's so much fun hosting. I don't host every year, but this year was my year, so it was really, really fun, and uh, last night, Gavin flew home, and Owen left, and now I'm a lonely mommy again at my house. I know, it's so sad, but anyway, lots to be thankful for. All right, we're going to read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse 16 through 18, and we're going to do it out loud together, you know, because we want to like perk up and bring some energy into the room, and it's super annoying when the preacher makes you speak with them, right? So it's just great to do that together. Ready? Here we go. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's alive and powerful and that you're going to use it to convict us today. You're going to use it to change us, God. We ask for the transforming power of your word to be alive and present in this place today. Jesus, we invite you into this moment. Speak to our hearts. Change our minds. Change our lives. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is, these are powerful verses, and I love this series that we're in. It's just a couple of weeks, real quick, as we reflect on gratitude in every season. Gratitude in every season. That seems like a really, really big topic, big requirement, doesn't it? Because I'm thinking about different seasons and different times that happen in life, right? That we, there are hard seasons, do you agree? And so this idea of gratitude in every season, and I wanna talk to you today about this and hopefully unpack a little bit about what that looks like and how we can achieve that and what the benefits are. Because you know what? God's word comes to us to kind of 
to kind of bring truth to us in order to transform us so that we can live connected to him, amen? So that we can walk in faith, so that we have an eternal perspective and mindset. That's what his word does for us. And so as we read this, we know that 1 Thessalonians was written inspired by the Holy Spirit, amen, through the Apostle Paul. And he's writing to the Thessalonian church, and this is chapter 5. So this is the last little bit of the letter. And I don't know about you, any parents here, you leave the house, your kids are old enough for you to leave the house, or maybe you leave your, no, (laughs) maybe you leave your children with a babysitter. It's like the last few instructions, you know, are the most important. At my house, it's not make sure you eat your dinner because they're going to eat everything no matter what I say. So I don't, you know, they're going to get by on that. Make sure you, no, the last few instructions are turn on your ringer because I really would like for you to answer the phone that I pay for while I'm away, right? The last few instructions are make sure you lock the door, right? The important things that are going to keep you safe, that are going to keep us connected. And so Paul is kind of giving us a few of these, like, from the Holy Spirit, like, listen, this is time. The church was going through a very hard season. The church is in the middle of being persecuted. There were divisions in the church. There was some false teachers coming in and trying to twist and turn people against one another. There was suffering all around them persecution, people being thrown into jail because they believed in Jesus. And so I don't know what kind of season you're facing, but Paul says, here's what's going to get you through. And it doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like, like what you would want to hear in the midst of persecution and suffering. He says, listen, rejoice always. Pray continually. And in all of your circumstances good, bad, and otherwise, give thanks. For this is God's will in Christ Jesus concerning you. Listen up. I don't know where you are today, but if you're wondering what is God's will for me right now in this very moment, amidst whatever you're facing, God's will for you is to be grateful. God's will for us is to cultivate gratitude, is to put on thankfulness in every season. It's not a natural human reaction. It's not a natural response when things get hard. In fact, a lot of what I hear is when people go through hard season after hard season or tough time connected to tough time, I hear, well, God just isn't, doesn't see me. I just, prayer's not working. And I want to challenge that a little bit today and encourage you from the Bible because we're going to face in life seasons of hardship. And God says, in all circumstances, give thanks. This is God's will. In seasons of suffering, in seasons of disappointment, in seasons of setback, in seasons of waiting. You ever been in a season of just waiting for the page to turn? waiting, feeling a little stuck, seasons of lack, seasons of unanswered prayer, unanswered questions, seasons where you feel like your disappointment is connected to disappointment 
and what could be next. God says, in all circumstances, in every season, give thanks because this is my will. How do we do this? Well, I've been really looking at the word and just really contemplating this for the entire month of November. And I believe that gratitude happens, that gratitude happens when we find God in our season. Because when we find God in our season, we can't help but bubble up with gratitude. But we have to find him in our season. And the temptation of the enemy is to turn our back on faith when things get hard. But what we need to do is to be cultivating gratitude in every season because gratitude is a supernatural response in a, when we have a relationship with the loving God. When we understand who God is, gratitude, we can't help but be grateful. Gratitude is a supernatural response in the hard times because we find ourselves finding him and feeling connected to him and the gratitude bubbles forth. This is the will of God for you. Cultivate gratitude in your season. Find him in your season. I've been really personally reflecting on this and I think the Bible is so fascinating because the Bible uses so many, so many flawed people, right? to tell their story and to show us and to, to live their lives as examples to us that we can pull out truth. And as I reflect on gratitude in every season, I really think about the life of Joseph. And if you're new to faith and you're new to the Bible, let me just give you a quick recap of Joseph's life. Joseph was the favorite son of Jacob. Jacob was the father of the whole entire Israel nation. Joseph was his favorite son. He had 11 brothers, and his dad, uh, Jacob, made him a special, you know, coat of many colors. Many of us have heard this part. And Joseph was, you know, not really reading the room when he tried to share <laughs> this news with his brothers about his favor, <laughs> you know, kind of needed some help on that one. So his brothers resented him because he was the father's favorite. So Joseph had dreams of greatness and he had dreams of grandeur, but he shared these dreams with his brothers and because of their resentment and because of the favor that was on his life from his father, the brothers actually sold him into slavery. They trafficked him. And Joseph found himself in a, year, in a season of prolonged suffering. Not one year, not two years, not five, not seven, not 10, not 12. 20 plus years of prolonged suffering from disappointment to disappointment from slavery to prison and in every single season Joseph found God in his season because Joseph understood that gratitude to God and faith in God that gratitude was not situational it's not circumstantial. Our gratitude towards God is relational because we understand where we are for eternity. We understand our Savior, Jesus. We understand that he's with us. We understand that life is going to bring us storms no matter what. God doesn't bring us storms. Life in a fallen world brings us storms. And, and, and the decision is, am I going to 
face this storm with God at my side and find him in my season, or am I going to go it alone and be shipwrecked somewhere along the way? And so Joseph finds himself in slavery, in prison, finding God in every season, thinks he's making his way up, finally gets brought down again, is uh, his the wife of his boss is manipulating and conniving and ends up having him thrown back into prison, back to the bottom. Have you ever gone through a prolonged season where you're just like, I just cannot seem to get out of where I am? Disappointment after disappointment. And you never hear Joseph lack gratitude towards God. In every season, he finds God. In fact, gratitude and finding God is the one constant in Joseph's life. He doesn't doubt God. He leans into faith. This is challenging for me because how many times have things not gone the way I think, in my timing, the way I would have them, and suddenly I'm doubting God. God, do you even know that I'm here? Joseph knew that there were plans at work that were bigger than just about him. And if we're going to reach the destiny and the call that God has on our lives, we must be able, we must learn to find him in every season. Joseph eventually, after 20 plus years of hardship, is promoted to rulership, right? For the Pharaoh, the king of the day, the king of Egypt. And he ends up helping and saving the, the, the known world at the time from this very, very bad famine. And he is eventually promoted, but he is betrayed so many times along the way. You would think that he would have a bad attitude, not trust people, hold God at a distance, but he doesn't. He finds God in every place. And I was thinking about this because at the very end of Joseph's story, his brothers come to buy food from him, but they don't know it's him, right? And he kind of does a few things to test their motives. We don't have time to get into the whole story. But he does a few things to, to test their motives and see where they're at. And what's amazing to me is the entire time, Joseph is not bitter towards them at all. There is not unforgiveness in him at all. In fact, he just favors them and gives them, right? He saves the family. In fact, he moves them to Egypt where he lives. He doesn't hold them at a distance. There's no sense of resentment or bitterness or struggle inside of Joseph. He just lovingly opens his arms to his brothers. Because much like the act of forgiveness, cultivating gratitude is for you. This is important for us to understand. Cultivating gratitude in your hard season is for you. When we talk about forgiveness in the Bible, we understand that you must release people because you carry them with you if you don't forgive them, right? Gratitude is the same thing. Gratitude in the hard season guards your heart from bitterness, guards your heart from resentment. Cultivating gratitude in your relationship with God keeps your eyes on eternity. Gratitude is for me. Gratitude is for you. Amen? You know, when you sit down to Thanksgiving, 
dinner, and um, if you do family style where you like pass the food around, I, growing up, my mom would make us take a little bit of everything. And she called it, if you didn't like what was being served, she would like, it's polite, you have to take a little bit. It's a no thank you portion. Now we have a buffet style, right? Like this week we had buffet because there's no way. Like I don't have enough furniture to hold the amount of food that, you know, in my dining room all around the table. So there's no way we could do that. So it was buffet. And you can kind of like skip over what you don't like and just move down the line. No one's really checking. But when you're facing everyone and the cooks are sitting around the table, you use your manners and you take a no thank you portion. There's no such thing in God as a no thank you season, as much as we wish there was. There's no such thing as a no thank you season. God has you right where you need to be in the moment and he is with you. He's with you in the prison floor just like he's with you in the king's you know, realm. He's with you the whole time. Don't doubt his presence. The enemy comes to speak lies into your mind, to, to, to cause you to believe that you're alone, to cause you to lean away from faith instead of leaning into faith in the hard times, and to go, cultivating gratitude. One of the best things you can do when you're in a tough season to find God is to worship him is to praise him, is to allow with your own mouth those words to come out. Gratitude is for you. Gratitude is for me. It's not for God. God doesn't need it, right? He knows who he is. He's perfectly fine. He's God. We need to be thankful. We need to keep our eyes on what we have and who he is, not what is missing. We live in a always notice what is missing world. As soon as I start shopping for Christmas, I realize how much stuff I need. <laughs> do you ever feel like that? Like I do most of my shopping online and then I go into a store and into, you know, it could be anywhere, honestly, it's so bad. Target, who knows? Like, wow, because you know when you shop online, you're just like looking for specifics. You're searching that item, you're clicking on it, Yes, and then if you do Instacart, which I do, anyone do Instacart? At the end, it tells you, you have saved, literally, my thing says, you have saved 900 hours. Whoa, can't afford not to shop Instacart. <laughs> but sometimes we get caught up in this comparison trap. The Bible warns us against it. When you're in a rough season, you don't have time for that. You cultivate gratitude. You find God in your season because gratitude is gonna take you across the finish line. Gratitude is gonna help you turn the page. Gratitude is gonna help you pass the test. Gratitude is gonna preserve you in the process of God that you're in. It is going to mold you and shape you into who you're called to be in the process because oftentimes the journey is the destination. Come on. Joseph didn't go into prison a king. He came out a king because he stayed grateful every step of the way. He found God in every season of his life and he was faithful to lean into his faith and not become resentful. 
I want to show you Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And I just want to read the first part of it. And I know I probably gave the team multiple verses, but we're going to read the beginning. It says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Now you can just leave that up. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. The peace of God is accessible to you. It is a fruit of the Spirit. If you look in Galatians 9, there's nine of them. Peace is one of them. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It just grows when you're in fellowship with God. But this is, this is different. This is you have to let the peace of God. You can stop the peace of God from ruling your heart by allowing unthankfulness to rule your heart. And in Colossians, we're encouraged here another really, really tough time in church history. The Colossian people. In fact, Paul wrote this letter from prison, I believe. It was one of his prison letters. Let, yes, David, thank you for confirming that. Let the peace of God rule in your heart because this is what you're called to, and be thankful. It goes on to say, thank you for leaving that up. It goes on to say um, in verse 17, in whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks. Come on. Giving thanks in every season. The opposite of gratitude in your season, I believe, is entitlement. We feel somehow entitled, like we're doing God a big favor by following him. Come on. This isn't something I read online or like looked up in a book or read. It's like conviction of the Holy Spirit to my life, okay? So <laughs> I'm leading in the entitlement area. Sometimes I get fussy with God. Do you ever get fussy with God? Like, come on, Lord. Like, okay, now would be great. How about now? Are we there yet? Now, come on, we need to cultivate gratitude because the other way is not okay. We feel entitled to all that God has for us. And it's so great to understand the promises of God, but those promises get you through the hard season. Joseph held on to the dream. He held on to the promises of God. He never doubted that God wasn't with him, that it wasn't coming. He just remained grateful and faithful in his season. And he found God in every season. Don't doubt God's promises, but don't become embittered and entitled in the midst of your hard season. Find God. When you encounter God, you can't be entitled. Because he's too good. His presence is too good. I'd rather be in his presence in a prison than be without his presence on a throne. His presence is too good. And when we cultivate a real relationship, not a religious experience, but a real day-to-day, in-and-out relationship where we're submitting to the truth of God's word in our lives, we apply it to our lives, we walk it out, we live it out over time. And we cultivate gratitude no matter what the season. I'm telling you, it's a recipe for success that you can't even imagine. You can't even imagine because there will be no season where you don't have joy. You're letting the peace of God rule in your heart. When the peace of God is ruling in your heart, you're sleeping great at night. 
Not because everything's perfect, not because of the lack of conflict, but because the peace of God passes understanding. Amen? And it rules in our hearts, and that's when we realize that we are walking above the economy of this world. We are kingdom people. We are kingdom-minded. We are followers of Christ. We don't have to fall into the same traps, into the same things that the rest of the world falls into. We need to bring them into the same knowledge of Christ. Amen? Because we have Jesus. We have God. We find him in every season. Gratitude leads to peace in our mind and our emotions. Come on. Gratitude allows the peace of God to rule in your heart. Your heart is your mind, your will, and your emotions. You know, you can allow, God can, you can allow the peace of God to rule your feelings. We don't have to feel everything all the time for everyone. You can ask God to, to, to help you but one of the keys is cultivating gratitude in every season, amen? Cultivating that. Gratitude is the enemy of pride and selfishness. Gratitude helps us keep a godly perspective for where we are. I love Joseph because he finally, you know, gets to the point where the king calls him up and he interprets a dream for the king and that's how he gets his big promotion. And he gets a wife and they have children and he names his two boys, his first two sons. The first one is Manasseh. God made me forget all my trouble. Every day he's gonna call that name and every day he's gonna be reminded of the goodness of God. The second son was Ephraim. God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. As we come to him with gratitude, as we begin to just cultivate that gratitude daily towards God, no matter what our season, when you find him in your tough times, and you cultivate gratitude, I'm telling you, something so deep takes place in our hearts and our spirits. The peace of God can take over and you begin to watch the hand of God position you because really what's happened is through gratitude, we position ourselves in a right relationship with God. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And you can't be proud right? And be cultivating gratitude. Gratitude is the enemy of pride. It's the enemy of selfishness. It's the enemy of being self-obsessed because it's focusing on what I have instead of what is missing. Can I tell you today, in Jesus, no matter what you're facing, and I don't say this to minimize your experience, nothing is missing. We are whole in him. We are complete in him. We are healed in him. Amen. On this earth, the Bible says there will be much suffering. There will be much hardship, but we can cultivate gratitude. We can find him in the midst of it. Find him in your season of suffering. Find him in your season of waiting. Find him in your season of disappointment. Cultivate gratitude. Allow his peace to guard your heart and your mind and watch what he does for you. 
Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will. I wanna read one last um, couple verses as I close. It's in Colossians 2, six through seven. It says, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up and strengthened in faith as you were taught. And here's the result, ready? And overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with, thanks, with thankfulness. When you set your mind and heart on Christ and you commit to living your lives in Him and you decide to be rooted in Him and strengthened in your faith, that comes through the truth of the Word daily. This is how we bubble up with gratitude. We can't help it. Overflowing with thankfulness. A life marked by, the, by God is a life of gratitude. No matter the season, no matter the circumstances, because we have someone greater, amen? We have someone bigger. We have someone who's worthy of praise, no matter what's taking place around us. And if we could set our eyes on him, amen, the peace of God will guard our hearts, will guard our minds, will guard our feelings. We can let that happen as we cultivate gratitude in every season. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your grace. God, we thank you that your mercy and your goodness is pursuing us today. Your word says that it follows us. We can't get away from it. And even in the hardest times, help us to focus on that truth. God, that your goodness and mercy is following me. And as I continue to live in you, Jesus, as we continue to live in you, rooted and grounded and built up in faith, that we are going to overflow with gratitude in every season. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for every person here with every head bowed. God, we thank you that this moment is a moment where we can respond, where we can purpose in our hearts to take this home with us. God, let there be a shift in our homes this season, no matter the season. God, let us have a focus that is on you, an eternal perspective of what you're doing. Help us to focus, God, on your goodness and what we do have rather than what we might feel is missing or what the world tells us is missing. Father, we just love you today. We invite the conviction of the Holy Spirit to come so that we can repent of those places, those things, those areas that we've missed it. We repent for those, God. We ask that you would make us better. Help us to raise grateful kids. Help us to have gratitude in our marriages towards each other. Father, let gratitude be the thing that brings peace into our homes in the midst of imperfections. Help us, God, this holiday season even to lead with just gratitude, God. Instead of focusing on the hard things, we set our eyes on you. And we step into the fullness of, of, of what you've provided for us on the cross. And God, today we say thank you for that. We thank you for it. 
with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to take a moment in this, in this um, special time to simply invite you to say a prayer with me and along with the rest of us. If you're here this morning and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, I want to invite you to make that decision today. And all around the room, the eyes are closed, heads are bowed, and we want to provide a, pr a private environment for you. But if you want to say that prayer for the very first time, I just want to invite you to simply slip your hand up so I know who you might be in the audience today. If you've never said that prayer, we would love to just pray all, all together in just a moment. But if you just slip your hand up, you know, God is calling at your heart. He's drawing on your heart that, that you're not committing to a church. You're not committing to anything except to a relationship with Jesus. Relationship with Jesus who died on the cross to forgive you of your sin so that you can live free and whole in him. If that's you today, I just want to give one more moment to raise your hand so I can see who you are. And we're going to pray this prayer all together. With every head bowed, every eye closed, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, forgive my sin. Forgive my sin. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. I don't want to live my own way. I don't want to live, I want to live your way. I want to live Thank your you way. Thank for you for dying for me. For dying for me. Thank you. Thank you. For making me whole. For making me whole. So that I can live free so in you. Can. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen.